Today on episode 441 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we are joined by Bryce Hess, founder of Finding Parallels. Bryce runs life skills workshops for companies and schools to teach tools for success using an array of communication and improv skills. And right now, Chris, I don't know about you, but I think bringing comedy into everyday life is so important. Oh, absolutely. It's like the number one. I mean, laughter truly was created or comedy was truly created to help people cope with difficult situations. And that's why I'm excited about this episode because we're all kind of going through some difficult times. And I really didn't know anything about improv. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really know that much either, and so, so it was really fun. I, I was so excited to have Bryce on the podcast. Yeah. Before we do that, Chrissy, let's introduce ourselves. And there I go again, introducing you before you get an opportunity to introduce yourself. I'm just that special. My name is Chris. And my name is Chrissy. Hey, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be asking yourself what it's about. What are you about to listen to? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We talk to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners. Go through the back catalog. We're talking to a lot of cool people here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's really important, especially right now, like I said, that we support local companies. So lucky for you, we have a list of awesome local businesses at supportsaltlake.com. These are businesses who support this podcast, and we really have some great supporters like Woodland Advisors, Elevated Chiropractic, Salt Lake Barber Company. The entire list of supporters is always at supportsaltlake.com. All right, here's that conversation with Bryce Hess from Finding Parallels. What an awesome conversation. What a great dude. I had a really great time getting to know him and finding out his story. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the conversation. Where do you call home, Bryce? Where is home for you? Right now, it's in Murray. Okay. Uh, and well, where did you grow up at, though? South Jordan. South Jordan, Utah. Did you ever leave the area, man? You just stayed here your whole life from, <laughs> from South Jordan to Murray? Uh, no, that, that would be a, a poor line of sight there, I would say. But no, I've, I've had a chance. I've been out of the country many times. I've I lived in Russia for a couple years. I love being out. I love being around. But Utah is one of those places I actually really like being here. And I like coming back to it. There's something that like draws us all back because I know like Chrissy's left, I've left. It weirdly feels like home, even if you didn't grow up here. Yeah. Yeah. There's only a few other places that I've been that I would think, you know, I could call this place home. Uh, One of those is Boston. I was only there for a few days, but I really like the feel of Boston. Uh, And Switzerland was one of those. I really like the feel of Switzerland. But, you know, Utah, it's top three. Now, do you come from a big family or an only child? Uh, no, I would say middle. Based middle on, child. Based on those parameters. Uh, I'm the oldest <laughs> of, of three kids. Uh, my parents, me, and my two sisters. So Very, very cool. Very cool. I want to jump. Let's jump right into improv, man. Like uh, Chrissy loves it. Chrissy actually used to do stand-up comedy here in Salt Lake City. So hey, she's, awesome. she's a big a fan of improv. Ago. I love improv. I don't know a lot about yeah. improv. Stand-up's its own beast. I've never been brave enough to venture into stand-up. Like I see, and I I'm totally good with stand-up because it's like you are only gonna disappoint yourself. You know? <laughs> like I wanna do improv, but I know once I get on the stage, everyone's gonna be disappointed, you know? Like I ruined everybody's chance. <laughs> that's a you know, I, I can see where you're coming from, but that that's kind of a sad thought. Like Man, I, I would believe that you, would, you wouldn't disappoint everybody. I, I wouldn't believe that at all. We'll have to try it sometime. I've, I've <laughs> really, really, like, I've always wanted to take improv classes. But I just, I don't know. You have to be so clever. I mean, how do you, like, how do you hone? I mean, what even got you interested in improv? Ah, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this is, what you just said right there is the heart of what my business is out to, to really provide. So I guess which question do you want to tackle first? How did I get into improv or how, how do you perform improv? How do you learn to do that? Let's start with how you got into it and then we'll, you know, we'll take a historical some tips view. and do it. And- All right. Flamble and move. And yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, I got started as a junior in high school. Uh, I went to Bingham High School in South Jordan and one of the local improvisers, uh, they operated the Off-Broadway Theater while they were there. Laughing Stock, if you guys have heard of Laughing Stock. Yeah. So Eric Jensen, the guy who is one of the big wigs and runs Laughing Stock, 
he went and jumped around to a bunch of different high schools and he offered classes, just like a one-time class for a couple hours to see who would be interested. And I'd never performed improv. I had no idea what it was. And we did it and God, I loved it. It was a hoot and a holler and a half. And after that, a few of us just went over to friends' basements and we kept practicing and playing games and getting it wrong, getting it right. And so that's that's how Those I are some got good started. Friends. I'm gonna ask a very basic question. I was actually talking to Chrissy about this before we started recording, Bryce. What exactly okay, so you hear improv comedy. Go see an improv show, go see yeah. a stand-up comedy show. Imp, like what's and then the, there's sketch comedy sk- shows. Well, there you go. That even confused. And then there's so, sports comedy so wait, shows. Sketch, <laughs> sketch, and improv isn't the same. No, they are not the same. Okay, well, what's the difference <laughs> here? Let's let me let, let me be as as basic and simple as I can. I can get long winded, so stop me if I do. I, I love to talk. Let's talk. All right. So stand up comedy that is one person who is responsible for their entire set, and it's practiced, it's rehearsed. You spend time in all sorts of different uh, you know, bars, clubs, locations, uh, managing and tempering reactions, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. So it, it is a meticulous process, and it's not one that it, – it's not easy to do at all. And it all falls on one person. Chrissy, would you say I'm, I'm pretty accurate there? Indeed. I would say it's very much like acting. You know, mm-hmm. you spend – a lot of it is process. Yes, process. I I like that. That's a great way to put it. And then when you take improv, improv has no script. We have formats and we have um, patterns and games that we play. And we'll we'll get into that in in a minute. But we don't know what we are going to say on a given night in terms of the specifics, um, what the scenes are going to be about, what suggestions we're going to get from the audience. So in that sense, stand-up is you know what you're going to do, what you're going to say, and how you're going to say it. In improv, you don't get that. And then in improv, you have a team. You have a group of people to build something with. So you're not just out there on your own trying to do this by yourself. And that would be the other big difference, I would say. Those are the two main differences between improv and stand-up. Well spoken. So what you always hear about these well-known stand-up comedians. Are there well-known improv? Oh yeah, so, like mm-hmm. like I, well, I mean, I guess, whose like, line Dre- is it anyway? Yeah, whose line? Yeah. Okay, that's improv. Okay, um, a, a lot of the greats, t- I want to say Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were actually improv comedians. They never did stand up. Really? So, a, like a lot of SNL actually yep. pulls from all the different types of comedy. Yeah. So there's uh, out in Chicago is kind of the hub. That's the if you want to do improv. What yeah. Is, what is the improv thing that they do? It's the Second, Second City. City. Yeah, Second City. Uh, I know with COVID, a lot of stuff has been happening and some of the theaters have actually shut down, which is sad because I haven't had a chance to make it out there yet. But most of the big like film comedians that you see, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, uh, Steve Carell, a whole host of others, most of those that have been on Saturday Night Live, they filter through Second City. And so they've spent time with all these different improv troops whether that's a couple months or a couple years, and they've they've just practiced and honed it. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite podcasts, Hello from the Magic Tavern, is actually a group of guys from Second City. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, and I don't know. They met there and their day jobs are cool stuff now, but it's a it's a really, really fun show. What's your least favorite thing about improv, Bryce? Like do you have like a least favorite thing? I've never been asked that before. That's fascinating. Some of my least favorite things are when I don't feel like there's a sense of trust or camaraderie with the people I'm performing with. I've, I've played with people who have you know decades of experience and people who have had none. And I've had amazing moments with many of these people. But, and I would say that you know, for whatever reason, sometimes they're just moments or nights that are out of whack or people that you just don't jive with. And so those are hard. Not, not my fave. Uh, let's see other things I don't like. I don't like the the stigma that surrounds improv, especially from like more broad theater community perspective. 
there are a lot of theater people that look down on improv as a like a second rate habit or like the the odd cousin that nobody likes to spend time with you know it's it's interesting but it's interesting uh stand up guys kind of do that too why though i mean improv looks you know what? i think it's because they're jealous and they're insecure i genuinely i genuinely think that because be to be able to do improv you have to be able to act a think on the spot you know you yeah. have to kind of have the mind of a writer like you have to have so many more pieces fall into place to be able to effectively do improv that you don't need in the other platforms well said i mean it helps but i don't know i speak from experience i'm jealous now are are you part of any improv troops then you mentioned improv troops so that's kind of what you join as an improv troop are there improv troops then in salt lake city area then here bryce there are a ton uh improv is actually really prevalent here in salt lake which is really really cool there are troops ranging from ogden all the way down to cedar city I know Salt Lake has, God, they have quite a few. The ones that perform regularly and I guess you could say have the most history or the most well-known, you have Laughing Stock, Quick Wits. Uh, those two have been around for a long time and they have some really great players uh, and they can be really inclusive. And then I play with a group called Random Tangent. We're based out of Draper and we've been around for, Oh gosh, how long is it now? 10, 11 years, at least as long as I've been there. Maybe they've been, I think maybe they're 12, 13. Uh, but they used to be called off the wall before that. So, so that's a few here in Salt Lake, up north in Ogden. Off the wall used to be based in, off, uh, in Ogden. Now they have what's called the comedy loft. And they just bring in all sorts of different comedy and improv is a big part of that. And then down in Cedar City, there's a great troupe called Off the Cuff. And they do some amazing stuff down there. And you guys just travel around? I mean, you guys could even travel around the United States if you wanted, I'm sure, and tour. Or do they do that? Great question. Nobody here does, to my knowledge. Uh, At least not the big troops. Okay. Improv has these odd break-off groups. Like, pairs will go out and they'll do a two-person show. Like Garfunkel and Oates? Yeah. I I don't know if that's how they started. Probably not. (laughs) Um, but like there are improv festivals that are held all over the place. And a lot of time those are filled by these two person troops, uh, two person groups. Uh, every once in a while, you'll get bigger, bigger troops that'll show up if they have the means to travel, they have the funds. It's not a very lucrative hobby or pastime. So, you know, most of the time travel is at your own expense. And yeah. So it's not like you can become a full-time improv person i mean i mean there's multiple ways you might be able to right i think troops are more like home bases or if you're in an area it sounds like you like there's an area i think was eileen dobbins in your group uh that name is not familiar i don't know five or six years ago Mm. she was doing improv down there anyway dobbins she's awesome yeah she does stand up here in salt lake city or she used to i don't know does she still do stand up i don't know if she still does i've been out of the game for a while how like And this might lead us into uh, finding parallels, which I definitely want to go there regardless. But let's say somebody was interested in doing improv. Like Chrissy and I even talk about doing it Mm -hmm. from time to time, right? I know Chrissy does even And like not just, you know, hanging out in the house. Where do you – I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start, man. Unfortunately, that's that's a lot of the cases. Improv, there's a lot of unknowns around it. Yeah. You know, people either know whose line is it anyway – or they don't really know it at all. But there are opportunities, and most of the time they're free or they're very cheap. I know that right now with COVID, um, all performances, like all stuff is, it's down. It's not happening, you know, for good reason, and rightly so. I believe there's a gentleman right now who is holding free online classes. His name is Michael Haycock. He is, he's one of the big foundations and supports of the improv community. Uh, here in Salt Lake specifically. He, he's been doing a lot, trying to get a lot of the troops to intermingle and, and people to meet and work together. So he's offering some free workshops and he has some paid ones as well. And Random Tangent offers free workshops to the public. We would do those every second and fourth Thursday. Uh, These are at, when you were doing them in person though? Mm-hmm, yes. 
yeah, most most troops have gone into hibernation. They've gone yeah. underground. See, I was thinking like, I mean, has anyone thought to do a Zoom call and just do an Im- or even a face uh, Facebook live and with three or four of you guys and try to do some kind of improv show that people can watch digitally? That would be really hard. You, I, I know you miss a lot of the timing and the, the like the human connection a little bit, mm-hmm. but it I would watch it. It, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I know some of the professional, like the California or Chicago groups were doing it and they may still be. But here in Utah, Quickwits are the only ones I know of who are they're doing that. And they do it every weekend. I'm pretty sure they're doing a show this Saturday. I haven't had a chance to jump in on one Check of the, the Zoom meetings. But yeah, look up Quickwits on Facebook. Uh, I believe they have a website as well. But Hey, are you thinking of moving to Salt Lake City? Are you looking at finally getting out of the rent game and finally buying your own home? Well, you need to contact our good friend Monique at Market Source Real Estate. The cool thing is, here's a fun fact, you guys. She actually helped us find the home that we're recording this podcast in right now. Yes, and for the last 20 years, Market Source Real Estate has been specializing in helping people just like you and me buy and sell homes in the Sugar House as well as the Greater Salt Lake area. Market Source Real Estate has a background in flipping houses because they've owned almost 20 homes themselves, so they know all the ins and outs of older homes. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and make sellers more money. All right, so if you're looking to move to Salt Lake City, if you're looking, maybe you just want to move across town. Maybe you just, I don't know, want to get something new. Contact Monique at Market Source Real Estate. You can find her info as well as really cool articles to learn about Salt Lake City, the cool things going on here. ThinkSaltLakeCity.com is their website. Or you can just give her a call, 801-810-6773. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So let's talk about finding parallels a little bit more. What exactly is it then? It's it's is it you teaching improv classes then, or or what? Uh, what is this all about? Some workshops? Yes, all of the above. But the the majority of it ties back into something Chrissy asked at the beginning. Like it's improv has this this uh, aura, this atmosphere of being really intimidating. You know, people look and they're like, "How do they do that? I could never do that. That's insane." The ability to come up with all of this so quickly. So naturally, you know, with another person, there's a lot at play. But what people don't understand is these are things we practice. Improv can be learned. I've never met a person who cannot learn improv. Now, I've met people who aren't funny. And I've met people who don't really have a future performing with a troupe, you know. But in terms of improv itself, it's just the ability to make things up on the spot. And... I spent the last five years coaching at a high school, and while I spent time with these kids, I saw some incredible things happen in their maturity, in their ability to communicate, in how they held themselves, and how they thought about themselves, because one of the things I love about improv is when you, when you take a script away from somebody, all that they're left with is themselves. Their and that mind. Is, yeah. Your mind, your heart. Your, your body, your actions, and that terrifies people. People, most people are not prepared to be with themselves. And this makes me extremely sad because it should not be the case. And this is why I, I wanted to be, uh, to start finding parallels, not necessarily to teach comedy, not to teach people how to be funny, but to provide a place where they can learn how to be themselves. And the space of improv, you learn communication with yourself and with another person. You learn what it's like to be confident. You, you learn to recognize those moments. Uh, you identify what trust feels like in yourself and with another person. And you learn what it's like to establish a relationship and maintain it and see it through to some kind of conclusion. Like, and so the way I see it, these are core things. This is the basis of existence for us. They're not new. They're not unknown. But for some reason, we have this aversion to them naturally. We want to have them, but we avoid them because we don't know how to approach them. We don't know how to practice them. We don't know how to engage with ourselves with them. 
But when you create a space like improv where it's fun and you're laughing and there's no real life consequence to the choices that you make, you get to practice these things. You get to learn what it's like to say, I'm having this thought. I'm going to throw it out there and see what happens. You mentioned that you were teaching high schoolers mm-hmm. uh, improv at the high school. Yeah. Is right. that like a norm? I mean, do most high schools have improv classes? That's awesome. No, uh, no, they don't. It's, it's becoming more and more of a thing. I teach an after school. Oh, so it's after school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still cool though. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had that option. I was going to ask, have you ever had a student like, I'm thinking for people like me who avoid things because of the, I'm a very indecisive person. Mm-hmm. So for me, half of the battle would be getting up and like you said, being able to make a decision and run with it. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking that, I'm like, that's probably more why I haven't done it. Yeah, like, but it would maybe be good for you to do it, Chrissy, well, right. because it would teach you that skill to just be spontaneous. Like, look, you have to. Well, I'm totally good at being spontaneous, but then like choosing something yep. is. So like, what do you what do you tell students who have a hard time narrowing down the possibilities? In terms of narrowing possibilities, I guess it depends on the exercise that we're doing. Uh, One of my favorite exercises is just to do what we call a dry scene. That means there's no suggestion. There's no inspiration to go off of. Have any of you, have either of you been to an improv show before? No, I haven't. No. A long time ago. So a a standard with a live improv show is you have uh, a cast of players. You have an MC or a master of ceremonies. Typically, they're also an improviser, but they're not, they're not filling the role of a player. They're acting as like a liaison between, between the players and the audience. And then you have the audience. And in order for an improv show to function, we require audience participation. And most of the time, this comes in forms of suggestions. We ask them to give us inspiration for a scene that we're about to do. So an example would be, uh, let's say we're going to play the game Accents. This is a very common game. Throughout the scene, the MC will be throwing out different accents, and we have to continue the scene in those accents. So there are a couple things that we'll need to get from the audience. One, we'll need a list of different accents. And so you know, Hungarian, Valley Girl, Bohemian, Christopher Walken, Russian, you know, the list goes on and on. But then we also need a scene suggestion, what the players are going to be engaged in, what they're actually going to do in the scene. Doing. And, right, right. and that would be like, uh, you know, your car is on fire or you guys are estranged lovers. Or See, that actually is really nice to hear because I don't think most of us really break that process down and realize, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool, like... I have, I have boundaries to work within. Maybe it's not so scary. True. And the boundaries help a lot. Mm-hmm. So w- when you compare that idea, then the dry scene is you don't get any of that. And so you put two people up there and you say, okay, you have no suggestion. I just want you to do something. I don't. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like the worst nightmare ever. It, it's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. It is. But when you actually do it, if you, if you have the courage to do it, you realize it really isn't that scary. We just spend so much time talking ourselves out of ourselves. We justify why it's a bad idea, why we're stupid, why we're incompetent, why we'll, we'll never be anything, we'll never amount to something. We're not funny. Oh, I can't do it. I shouldn't do it. I'll never do it. Or like all these inside jokes are so funny, but I'm going to want to do them and nobody's yeah. going to get it. <laughs> Honestly, I love- There's so many things you can accidentally do. So many things. But with a dry scene, it shows people that they can really say anything and we can work with it. So, Chris, if you're my partner and you get up there and the first line out of your mouth is, I like lettuce, I can work with that. So then you play off of that then? Absolutely. Awesome. The yes and. I know that much. Yes and. And, you know, experience helps a lot because I know, I know what to look for. I know what to add on in the first, you know, crucial seconds of a scene to help us get going. But... If all you give me is I like lettuce, awesome. We have a scene now about at least initially liking lettuce and who knows, something else later on. And I keep bringing up SNL, but they actually have a sketch about lettuce. Oh, they do? (laughs) It's amazing. 
Google it later. You'll thank me. Well, it seems like I will. this would help help with like focusing or something like that. Because it, it, a lot of times, like I even know how my brain just starts wandering off and going here, going there. And it's like this, you have, you have to stay centered in and focused because you have to It's like a game of Simon what your next with other people <laughs> it is. and a story. <laughs> clue or, or whatever you call it. Not yeah. clue, but. Like you have to remember what happened, mm-hmm. like retain it, build onto it. Mm-hmm. And then remember what you built on. And just, I mean, it's a lot to juggle. It is. And on that thought, something that I, in the time I, I've co-managed and I've taught a lot with the troop random tangent. And one of the things that we've really worked hard to establish is we do a warm up before our shows. And the reason that we do this is this helps us just get the day out. You know, it gets the week out and we can all get a sense of where everybody's at that night. Maybe somebody's just they're popping. They're on point. So it's like, you know what? We're going to feed them a whole lot. Maybe somebody's emotionally distraught and they just need somebody to look after them and they need they need a little laughter and love in their life. Okay, now I'm aware of that. But the focus, you're right, it's very important, but focus isn't always this blinker, you know, this horse blinder thing that we that we put on. It's just an essence of awareness. Because if we do this, we shut ourselves off even more, and that can be very, very difficult. But I, I, I guess, does that make any sense at all? Makes sense to me. Hey, oh, totally. Like, y- you are focused, but you also have to remain aware and pull in, like, empathy and whatever else you need to be able to build on it. Hey, I'm talking to you. I'm in your ear holes right now. I know you tell yourself every time you listen to a podcast, hey, I want to start my own podcast. I got so many ideas. I want to do my own podcast, but you don't know where to start. Where do you start? Where do you host your podcast? I want to tell you about Libsyn.com. That's spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. We've been using Libsyn to host I Am Salt Lake podcast for almost eight years now. And I know that I truly couldn't be happier with them. They make it super easy to set up. They make it super easy to get your podcast routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I am Salt Lake Podcast listeners. Listen up. We have a promo code that we created just for you. That promo code is Salt Lake and you will get the rest of this month and all of next month free at Libsyn.com. Again, the promo code Salt Lake. Go write it down. I'll wait for you. That's Salt Lake at Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Go check it out. It's a win here, you guys. You'll be supporting us, and you'll get yourself some free podcast hosting at the same time. Win-win. And many thanks to Libsyn for their support of this podcast. Let's get back into it. Was there anything else? I'm, I'm looking here on your Finding Parallels website, by the way, which is beautiful. I don't know if, did you, did, are you a web designer? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I appreciate the compliment because that's that's been my work. I am learning as I go. <laughs> okay, no, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I need to look at it. Well, I, thank you. Uh... You know, I just want to make sure I, I touch. So it's just basically workshops. People can get a hold of you and then mm-hmm. and work with you. Um, yes. It looks like you're not booking any classes right now at the moment because of COVID. Uh, no. So if I may take a moment to kind of plug and explain a few things, is that all right? Oh, no. Yeah, please do. Thank you. So yeah, this is this is very much a service and a business that requires a group setting to function. Um, online, it might be doable, but it's very very difficult. But I'm right now. I'm struggling with exposure. People just don't know who I am and what I offer. But then I'm also fighting the the stigma of the intimidation of improv and the fact that it can actually help with these things. So yeah, right now not booking anything. Um, I'm in the uh, investment phase looking for you know, interested parties to help be a part of it. And I'd like to see it grow and become this, this big thing. But the idea is I want to teach workshops to youth, primarily to youth. After I saw what it, what's been happening with you know, my kids over at Bingham High School, and I've seen it with other kids that have strong improv programs, what it offers them is, in my mind, invaluable. And especially being a high school kid, being able to get a sense of self is huge. You know, if, if nothing else, just getting yeah. that is important. So my primary goal is to offer classes and workshops to high school kids. But then 
this is also something that's applicable to business. You know, it helps with sales. It helps with interpersonal relationships. Um, it, It'd be it, amazing team building exercises for like corporate events. Oh, insane! Yeah, I I hear yeah. that there's a there's a big ah, I forget the name all of a sudden. Like like a I guess corporate deal we'll say down in Texas that is built around improv. But that's the goal. That's the plan. And in terms of teaching it right now, it's just me. I'm, I'm the owner and the only coach, you know, the, the only employee on the role. But there are plenty of improvisers here in Salt Lake who are amazing and who are great teachers. And I, I want to help build up not only the improv community, but just the general community at large and offer job opportunities to these people as well as kids that come up and have a knack for it. Uh, help them get some leadership skills, some responsibility opportunities, that that kind of stuff. So I have grand vision for this, and I, I feel like it's possible, but you know that there are there are those initial humps to get over at the moment. This seems like it would be such a great thing to have available, especially once uh, a lot of this stuff with COVID kind of winds down uh-huh. and we kind of get back to normal life, kids go back to school. If it was available at the high schools, it would let the kids laugh it would let us laugh yeah parents laugh like that's what we need we need laughter we need things to get our mind off of the garbage so out there so badly oh absolutely i mean comedy since the the jester you know it's it's the the way to deal with the difficult things happening is comedy well that i mean his improv stuff though with that's what i mean yeah 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 yeah, 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 Yeah. for the kids yeah I, i see this wave happening once people feel safe and things start opening up and my goal is to be a part of that wave where everybody's just going out and, you know, they want to be with their friends and they want to have a good time. And yeah. So, so are you doing anything right now that, you know, I guess it's summer break and school, you know, was not in session, but are you doing anything that youths could find you now and maybe start getting involved before everything starts opening back up? Another great question. I had some stuff happening to prepare for that before COVID hit. But unfortunately, right now, I, I feel like I'm back to square one. So no, I don't. I would love to. If I could put together even some one-on-one online sessions, I'd be more than happy to do that. But it's a matter of you know getting the clientele and getting the people who are interested. Who want to do it. Who want to do it. Yeah. Who right. want to do it. And I just think it, it seems like it would be a really cool thing for teens to be able to access right now who don't get to go out and do a lot of things, mm. you know? Absolutely. And it'd be very easy to do. Once there's an interested group, all we right. need is just a computer on both ends and we can do it. Super so, simple. I mean, if you're listening to this show and you're interested, I will put, you know, the website, findingparallels.com, obviously at com with this episode too so people can click on that and go through that and contact you that way awesome as Thank well you. i mean we'll and we'll get all that at the end as well but yeah, i just yeah. figured I might as well plug it now so people can reach out to you and say come on bryce let's get some stuff going man you Zoom get a is- plug and you get a plug <laughs> Thanks for everybody. so uh, when you're not doing improv man like what are some of your other hobbies and interests what else do you like to spend time doing oh i i feel like i have a variety i'm a martial artist i've done that for over 20 years my wife and I love to ride our Harley-Davidson motorcycle. We have a group that we go ride with. Uh, I love to read and I love to write. I self-published a book a couple of years ago. Um, What's the book? It's called The Art of Teaching. Okay. And but, I mean, can people purchase it anywhere on your website or something? Uh, they can. It's on all of the – I know it's on Apple and I okay. believe it's on Amazon still. I haven't Look at looked this. at it. We, we, oh. we got a published author on here now too. Self-published. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far. But still counts. Still, still counts. counts. How long ago did you do that? That was 2018, I think. Okay, so a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years. Um, was it, I mean, was it a lot more difficult than you thought to put a book together? Oh, absolutely. I was actually working on a fiction at the time, and this one was just kind of the the cleanser, the thing that I would do when I needed a break. And it actually... Like your vent session? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm a big fan of The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Are you guys familiar with that book? I am, yeah. And as I was putting, you know, I was doing these little bits from the the teaching 
and putting down these concepts and principles, I thought, well, why not see if this can be put together in a book? And I love Sun Tzu's approach of he doesn't give answers, but he gives principles and he gives practices and pathways and directions. And he, he gives people the opportunity to try it themselves, trial and error, put it on, see how it fits, um, see how they need to adapt or if it needs to adapt to them. And that's what I'm, that's how I like to teach. That's my style of teaching and learning. I don't believe in just giving things. It's you, you have to earn. There are certain things you have to earn. There's, there's a level of discipline involved in any growth. And so that's how I approached the art of teaching. I didn't want to give answers. I mean, it's only, I don't even remember how long it is, 50 something pages. It's not very long, but my idea was I wanted to take these principles that I viewed in the great teachers I've had, as well as the few moments that I feel like I've connected as a teacher with my students and offer it in a way that gives people a chance to ask themselves questions, to approach their own lives and views and standpoints and go from there. I've never heard anyone really explain it that way. And I absolutely love that because I was talking with Chris about this, like our educational system right now very much relies on memorization and memorization, memorization and repetition. Yeah. So like you're taught something, you're told this, this, this. Now you're a parrot. Memorize it, repeat it. Memor- and then Well, memorize it long enough just to pass a test. You don't, have to, you don't test, have to even remember it a month down never, the road. You never understand the principles. You, you were not actually taught anything. Nope. You just memorized stuff. And that's very typical in society, unfortunately. It is. Uh, you know? So I, I think that's really... People should check out your book. Yeah. No, I'm going to check it out, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I could. You want to homeschool? Read that book. No, I don't want to. No, no homeschooling, man. I think everybody got a taste of homeschooling the first half of the year. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, did you have to, did, do you have kids? Did you have to homeschool some of your kids during, are you no kids? Uh, no kids yet. No, my, my oh. wife's in med school. She's okay. about to approach her fourth year. So she's incredibly busy, a lot on wow, her plate. Wow, good on her. That's her call. So. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. You guys are kind of both pursuing your passions and, and what you love. And, uh, let's switch gears to Salt Lake city. We have some, uh, a couple Salt Lake city related questions that we try to ask everybody that comes through here. Awesome. Uh, you know, we all have family and friends. They come to Utah and they're like, give me the tour, show me around, drive me around, show me some of your favorite spots. Does Bryce have any favorite spots? Does Bryce take out-of-town visitors to certain places, whether it's the mountains, downtown, hikes, uh, where, wherever, man. <laughs> I don't get many visitors. I'm actually a really strong introvert. And okay. I, I like my my isolation, which is kind of ironic, talking about improv, because I do, I do like being in front of people. But if I had to direct people anywhere, I really like nature. Uh, I, I really like our mountain scene. I've spent a lot of time down in Manti because that's where some of my extended family's from. And so the mountains down there have a very special place for me. I think beautiful they're gorgeous. Yeah. 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 They're beautiful. A lot of the day hikes, the simple hikes that we have, uh, the, the two lake, what is it? Mary, Mary's Lake up big cottonwood donut falls is always fun. Nice and simple for the kids. Uh, I love animals. So I love the zoo. Okay. Uh, I think I love what they've done with the zoo. They've upgraded a lot of things and, Made it look nice, and I hope the animals are happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Me too. I, I don't know. I I avoid downtown. I got to be honest. It's Why? What's wrong with downtown, man? I'm not a city. He's an introvert. Yeah, I'm not a city person. That would be overwhelming yep. if you're not like... So 2020 is your year, man. No festivals, no concerts, nothing, nothing. man. Just, you just get to stay home and not feel guilty. My life's been It actually blood. is awesome. <laughs> no, it did. I mean, yeah. hey, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm loving it too, man. I'm I'm, I'm actually. I'm, I feel guilty admitting it, but you know, I love not feeling guilty by not having a ton of stuff to do. Right? Like, mm-hmm. there's always a million activities, a million get-togethers, a million parties. Well, and then you can focus all your energy on creating. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're at home. You're you can really do stuff that you've put on the back burner forever. What about any favorite local eating spots, Bryce? Do you have any favorites? Oh, you guys are going to hate me for this. I actually don't like food. I'm not a big food guy. No. Hey, that's fair. So, that is acceptable. I mean, actually, it's it's celebrated. <laughs> Good for you. Well, thank you. I wish I didn't love food. I eat because I have to. And granted, I do have food that I enjoy, but if I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't. 
and my wife hates me because she really likes food. And so I, so she, she's always like, let's go out to eat here yeah. and here. And you're like, nah. do you at least like, humor her and just go sit with her? Oh, absolutely. Like I can find oh, something good. to eat everywhere, but right. m- some of my staples, I like Chinese. I like sandwiches and burgers. I'm a big snacker. Well, where's the last place your wife drug you to? Uh, we had Chinese the other night from Joaquin Cafe out in West Jordan. Then okay. Joaquin, they do they they do some great Chinese. They are awesome. All right, all right, all right. Well, hey, that's good to know. What about would you change anything about the area, Salt Lake City area, the valley, the city? Is there anything you would change? Uh, now, when you say change, are you just talking general? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, obviously, right now there's there's everything going on with COVID. So mm-hmm. let's say pre-COVID, and and it could be any interpretation that you take it. I mean, some people have said the alcohol laws. Some people say the air quality. Some people, I don't know. There's been all kinds, man. Lot, you and, know. and if you don't have any, you don't have any. Mostly has to, yeah, yeah. Everybody's some, got some something. Pe- some I've had multiple people tell me, hey, you know what? I don't want to change anything because if mm-hmm. if something changed, Utah wouldn't be what it is. I actually fall into the realm of that last one. I like I even look back on my own life and I'm not a big person of regrets. And like if I go back and I look at my own life, there's not a whole lot I would change, even the horrible stuff. I, I appreciate it all for what it was. And yeah, I have to agree with whoever said that I wouldn't change Salt Lake. Otherwise, it wouldn't be what it is. I, I can get down with that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of right there. As, as much as like I could dream and say, oh, it'd be fun if it was this and this, but then it's like- But then it, it wouldn't be what yeah. it is. Would it be Utah then yeah. if, it, if we didn't have it's the bad air? It's kind of a air? double-edged sword. We need yeah. the bad air. You know, We need something to complain <laughs> we about. We need the bad air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> oh, man, Bryce. It's been fun, man, chatting with you. Uh, I, I, It's always great to get to know new people, especially people that, that bring such uh, excitement and life and humor to the world. Uh, that you do well thank you so thanks for thanks for coming to doing the podcast with us is there before we completely wrap this up wind this down i like to open it up if there's anything that you were hoping we would talk about you're like i really want to talk about this for a little while uh well f- first off i just want to say thank you i mean when i reached out i had no expectation and you you guys were just right there and willing. So I'm, I'm honored and I'm flattered. You got me at a good time. Yeah. One more week. One more week. It would have been out. Um, but no, I've hopefully we've left people wanting more. That's, that's yeah. part of the deal, but I'm, I'm actually interested. I'd like to know a little bit more about you guys. If, if that's okay, you know, is, is that part of the podcast deal? Oh, that, do you talk oh, about yourself? He's, he flipped it on us. He I flipped mean, it around. No. How did you do that? <laughs> no, well, I mean, we're married. We've been married three years now. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been three years, right? With three years. Yeah, we just had our third year anniversary. Yeah, third year hey, anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, the Thank podcast you. is about ready to celebrate its eight year anniversary in August. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I started this back in 2012. I used to do this by myself, mm-hmm. uh, just do all the interviews by myself. And then I went through a divorce and kept doing the podcast. Eventually started dating Chrissy. Chrissy was doing another podcast. Yes, I was. It was a comedy podcast. That sounds awesome. Do you still do it? (laughs) No, my co-host, she is wonderful and brilliant and clever. And she was kind of the brains behind the the operation. And I was kind of the brawn. Mm -hmm. And she is bipolar. So she lost interest and moved on yeah so it was a really sad i miss it a lot but yeah sad but it was fun when it was fun while it lasted so now i think chrissy's co-hosted longer than half like over half of the length time of the podcast i think yeah i think so i think she's she's about at her halfway mark because she, she had a hard time coming on to the podcast she had a hard time coming on at first she thought she was stepping on my on yeah my party well you know you, we have very different styles very different parties and i was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to ruin the part. I'm going to be the one that like shows up, has a few too many and starts dancing with the tent and everything collapses and people are mad. <laughs> like that's what I'm going to do to your show. <laughs> that's a story <laughs> to know? tell though. <laughs> well, hey. Well, no, that that's very I've considerate got though. I I would say the time talking with you guys, guy, you two are are seamless. You but you work off each other and with each other really really well. Oh, thanks. It's been, well, how long have we been? It's been years of practice. Well, what? We, well, four years of it's doing the podcast, yeah. probably. Yeah. Four years. And we've done other podcasts together. Mm-hmm. Uh, some haven't continued. Some, 
Yeah, there's so it's it depends it's, on the topic. Yeah, it depends on the topic. <laughs> but we did a relationship one, and then we're like, let's not yeah, do that. Probably not again. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been an interesting thing though for uh, marriage. It's I don't know if anybody if just everybody could do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it's worked well for ours because then we can even we've traveled to podcast conferences as our vacation. And, uh, you know, it's it's a fun thing because we have an excuse to go have fun. That's really cool. You know? Yeah. So so we love it, man. If But uh, you you should start a podcast. You should. You you really should. You should do improv like improv basics or oh, my gosh, you could do so many fun because like people need stuff to do do you know yeah. and stuff to follow and if people want to learn things it would be so cool to have that resource i'm just i really i just want you to do it so i can listen to it so i'm being selfish do it now thank you well okay chrissy <laughs> told me i i don't have a choice i mean you just committed i Some heard you t- say it i so. did yeah uh no, I appreciate that. I, I wouldn't no. know the first thing so i might re- be reaching out with a lot of emails what do i do but uh well thank you it's a good thought I'll, I'll give it a thing. Hit me up. And there's there's also an article I wrote on IamSaltLake.com in the blog. I don't know how to get there exactly, but it's up there on like 10, the 10 basic ways to start a podcast. Really easy to start, man. Ooh, awesome. Really oh, easy yeah, yeah. to start. I will so, send me an email that. too if, if you ever if you ever want to start up. But uh, how can people get a hold of you, Bryce? What's uh, Let's give the website, social media, all that, email if, if you want people to reach you that way. Um, excellent. So my name is Bryce Hess. Uh, website is findingparallels.com. Everything spelled traditionally. Uh, email would be findingparallels at gmail.com. There are, there's some contact information on the website. Right now, those are the, the best ways to get a hold of me. I'm a little hesitant to release a phone number at this point, but. Sure, sure. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I am very much in the beginning stages, and you know, there, there's a lot of work still to be done. But the neat thing about improv is, and especially what I offer is, all all we need is a coach, a space, and some students. We literally do not need anything else. And so it's incredibly easy to put together. And as long as somebody has the time and has the means, we can make it work and something can can happen. So yeah, through my website, findingparallels.com, email findingparallels at gmail.com. And my name is Bryce. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Bryce, for coming and doing the podcast. I always tell people, you know, let's catch up down the road, find out what you're up to and find out what you have going on. And, but otherwise I'm going to let Chrissy has a final question she throws out and then uh, she throws that out. And thank you again for coming and doing the show, Bryce. Well, thank you. And you're free. And, and ditto to you guys. If there's any way I can help you guys, I'm, I'm more than happy to. So, all right, Chrissy, I'm ready. If you could leave our listeners with life advice or a motto that you live by, what would it be? Ooh, I have two, two that I love. Um, Awesome. One is, uh, I I claim this one and I came up with it after my time in improv. It's have fun and help the other person look good. And then the second one actually comes from Steven Spielberg's hook when Robin Williams has been working out all day long and he's tired and sore and hungry and they're all sitting down to eat. And the, the pan gets placed in front of him and it's steaming and it smells delicious. And he picks up the utensils and he's just excited to dig in. And one of the kids looks at him and goes, no, 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 we don't use them. And Robin looks at the utensils and goes, well, why do you have them? He said, we have them so we don't have to use them. Thanks again to Bryce Hess for joining us on this episode of the podcast. If you want to find any of the links we talked about or learn more about Bryce or Finding Parallels, you can always find the show notes for this episode at IamSaltLake.com slash 441. All right. It is time for weekly recommendation time. That time of the podcast where Chrissy and I, we give some recommendations of stuff that's important to us. Stuff that we are digging on. That we're genuinely excited about. Uh, And we have some good ones this week, I think. We do. We have some great recommendations. And you know what? They're just stuff that uh, is either important to us, something we've done, something we think about, something we want to tell you about. Go ahead, Chrissy. Something's made an impact in our life this week. And this week, 
I was a big kid, I finally hired a real photographer for the first time in my life to take family pictures. And you know, I wouldn't even know how to do that if I had to get a photographer. Dude, I didn't know how to do it. The only reason I did it is because she's amazing and I already know her. Yeah. But okay, New Edge Images, my friend Taylor Oliveras, go to newedgeimages.com. She is amazing. We hired her to take our family pictures and I've only seen a few of them so far, but I could not be more excited I want to print them out and put the kids uh, all over the walls. She sent you little teaser pictures. She did. She's actually really good. Really good. You she's know, I, really I remember good. you said, oh, yeah, she's going to come take pictures of us. And I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. And I'm like, damn, yeah. she knows what's up. She she's, totally she's, does. She really got some good shots. She got skills. Yeah. So. so check her out, you guys. You will not regret it. She's affordable and she's ridiculously talented. And depending on when you listen to this, uh, we post some pictures on our different Instagrams. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, on your yeah. Instagram, Lady Salt Lake, people can go check those go out. Check maybe, out our pictures. Or, or on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, I think I sent it to both. Yeah. To, to, so they can see her yeah. some of her Visit work. me online to see more. Hey, so I got a weekly recommendation. This one's going to be a little different, you guys. Okay, so we all know what's been going on since March, pretty much. Well, we, some of some people have been following the coronavirus really into like December and January, oh, yeah. whatever, whenever it really you know, had an outbreak. When it was like in China. Anyway, you guys, stay off news sites. I know that sounds lame, right? That sounds, I'm, I'm sounding like one of those weird people, like... Here's one of those off the grid. I got, I got, I found myself just getting wrapped up in that man all day Mm -hmm. long, just constantly. And then you would get wrapped up in social media and then you would see it on your social media and then somebody would post a link and I'm guilty of it too. I know I would post that stuff and get people all riled up. Well, and you know, it's tough because it's like, we're, everything is so different because of it. So we want to talk about it, but the more people talk about it, the more things kind of spiral and stories get exaggerated. And sometimes they're not exaggerated enough. And, and like, like I always say, I always feel like the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And news sites, any news site, is yeah. obviously trying to. Well, they they they, they get want you to, to look get at back, it. and they want you to come back, which yeah. I would do. Well, oh, you know, absolutely. Oh, let's just check in. Well, it's only going to take thirty seconds. Well, the problem is, is then it would just constantly spike that it's, anxiety. Well, yeah, you know, maybe that it's adrenaline. like. Do you think anxiety also has like a dopamine effect for you know? Like how oh, you, absolutely. it almost releases dopamine because you feel like you're like you're supposed to still stay worried. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So stay off news sites. I mean, if you need to check it out and I know it's hard to stay completely away from it, oh, but I have it's noticed good to stay educated, but not um, obsessed. I have noticed the days that I do stay away from it more. I'm, I'm a lot more tolerable and I'm probably a lot more tolerable for Chrissy. Uh, yeah, you know, because I it's, really, it's, I really uh, appreciate it. Well, the people in your home will truly appreciate it's it when we're around each other. Because you're still yeah. working from home, we're all exactly. Still here so home, we're we're so. here twenty four seven, and you know, we have other things to talk about too. <laughs> let's get this episode wrapped up, though, Chrissy. Let's, let's do it. Let's get let's get out. Of oh, here. there we go. So before we leave, I want to remind you that our entire back catalog of podcast episodes are at IamSaltLake.com. Head on over there, check them out, and be sure to share your favorite episodes with your family and friends. All right, you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city, support local, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.